Shalom to all. Today's office is Baba Kamadaf Mem Aleph, and we are starting near the top of the Amud with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Merim Sarabas, Yaakov Moshe, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Chmil Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And Mishnah says, Shashanach Sa Adam Umais, of Shar Gord a person, and that fellow died, Muad Mishalam Kaifer, Vatam Patramana Kaifer. If the Shar was a Muad, so the owner has to pay Kaifer. However, the Shar was a Tam, the owner's Pat from Kaifer. But, in both these scenarios, the shark is chayav misa. The same thing applies if the shark kills a patan who's a girl or a boy, and it's even though they're under barabas mitzvah, this still applies. Let's say, a gordon killed a non-Jewish servant or maidservant, the owner of the shark has to pay the owner of the evid 30 slime, whether the evid was worth 100 mana, or whether he was only worth 1 dinar, this payment of 30 slime applies across the board, and that's because it comes from the Tyra. Now, the word begins by asking since we're going to kill a shor tam if he kills a person, so how are we going to ever find the shor muad that killed a person? That shor was already killed for killing the first time. So Rabbi, Rabbi answers, what we're talking about, that we evaluated or we assessed it for three people, which means it charged at three people and we evaluated that it intended to kill them and the only reason why they didn't die is because they ran away just in time. And that's why it's considered a muad without being killed. However, Rashi, Rashi says, evaluating it that it was going to kill the person if he didn't run away, that's not Concerned that it's a muad, el hachmaiskin. What are we talking about over here? Kagun shesikin l'shlesh b'nei adam. We're an endangered three people, which means that a gored two people, they got sent to the hospital and they're on death's door, but they didn't die. Then a gored a third person, and all three of them died at the same time, and therefore was made a muad all at the same time. Whereas with Vid Omar's Vid says kagun shahar l'shlesh behemos. It means that the shark killed three behemos, and that's why it's a muad. As the gemara muad lohemah have a muad adam. If it's a muad for behemos, that's considered a muad for a person. We know that's not true already from Beis Omer Beis. So says right. El Omer of Shimon of Shimon says kagun shahar l'shlesh adik chavim. As referring to where killed three Gaim, and we're not going to kill the Shar for killing a guy. If it's a Muad for killing Gaim, it's a Muad for killing Yidin, we know that Yidin have more Siat Nishmai than Gaim, and it's more difficult to kill a Yid. So just because it's a Muad for a guy, that doesn't mean it's a Muad for a Yid. So Alam Shem and Lakish, Shem and Lakish says, We're talking about where it killed three people who are Trefas, which means they have a physical defect that renders them a Trefa, they're going to die within the year, and we're not going to kill the Shar for killing a Trefa, but it's still considered a Muad. Ask killing a shalem? That's not true. It takes more to kill a person who is a shalem than a treifa. Salam Papa. Papa answers the katov arkla agma. The katov arkla agma. We're talking about where the shark killed and then it ran away to a swamp. It killed and ran away to a swamp, which means every time it killed, before Bezm was able to take it and judge it, it ran away. And then the owner took it back. And before Bezm was able to hop it, it killed again and then ran away. And when we finally grabbed the shark and brought it to Bezin, it had already killed three times, so it could be a muad. He gives a different answer. Referring to this situation, which means that twice there was Adam who testified that this shark killed, but both times they were proven to be Edom Zayman, which discredits their Edos, but the third time around, those Edom Mahamazimim were found to be Zayman themselves, which brings the original Edos back in, and it turns out we have three instances where the shark killed. The Gemara's Hanicha Ili Yudei Tura Be'inon Shapir. This is all good according to that side of Yudei Tura. Remember, we discussed this earlier on Dafchav Talid, that if we just have to prove that the shark killed three times, so fine, we're able to prove the shark killed three times, even though we're finding out about that right now. El Yudei Gavr Be'inon, but if the reason why we need to make a shark muad is for the owner, so that he can know to watch his shark, well, I'm and the owner could say in this case, I didn't know. If you're telling me right now that my shark gored three times, well, that doesn't help me. I didn't know to watch it. So my answer is going to, I'm referring to a case where the Edom said, call Amos to Katal Ture, whenever his shark did kill, he was there right next to his shark, so he should have known to watch his shark. Ravina Marvina gives a different answer. Referring to where the Edom know who the owner of the shark who killed is, but they don't know the shark itself, and that's why the shark didn't get killed. What do you want the owner of the shark to do? They come to Bez and they say, this guy's shark killed, but he doesn't know which shark of his killed. 
killed. So how can we be mechaif him to watch his shor? So Gemara answers Mishum Da'amrile because they could tell him you have a goring shor among your cattle. You have the responsibility to watch all of your cattle, and that's why he had a chiv to watch all of his shvarim. And by the third time around, they realized, oh, this is the shor that did it the previous two times. So we have another case where a shor killed three times, but the first two it wasn't killed for it because we know which one it was, and that's why we have a muad. And continue on the Mishnah said, then in both instances the shor is chayv misa. So now we're going to the pasuk that has to do with this, and let's read it inside first. If a shor gores a man or a woman, and it dies, the shor shall be stoned, its flesh may not be eaten, and the Baal Hashar is Naki. So I think Mar tells us, we have a bride, so we mash from the fact that it says, that the shor has to be stoned, any addition of don't I know automatically that it's an avela? Because it wasn't shechted, and avela is not allowed to be eaten. Why does the tar have to say, don't eat its flesh? So Bryce answers, the Pusik's telling you, that if it was shechted after Gemar Din happened, meaning after Bezin says, we have to kill the shor, and before Bezin killed the shor, the owner took it and shechted it, Asr Bachila is Asr to eat it. And that's why the Pasuk's emphasizing, Lo Yachas Basari. But we continue, Ain Liel Bachila, Banaminain. I only know that it's Asr to eat. How do you know it's Asr to benefit from it? Tamlamr, the answer is, Balashar Naki. And that tells us it's also Asr Bana. Ask where my mashma. How is it inferred from the words Balashar Naki that it's Asr Bana? So Shem and Zemba Eimer, Shem and Zemba says, Ka'adim Shem and Chavir, it's like a person tells his friend, Yatza Ish Plain and Nakim Nechasav, Vainle Baham Anah Shalklom, that fellow came out clean from his Nechasam and he doesn't have any Anah from them. It's like if a person gets robbed, you say, Wow, he got totally cleaned out. And that means has no benefit from Zechasim. But now we ask, Who says the Pasuk of Lechaz Basar is telling us that if he shechts it after Gmar Din, before it was stoned, that it's Asr to eat? Ema, why didn't I say, that if I shechted after Gmar Din, before it gets stoned, it's Mutter to eat? And what's the Pasuk of Lechaz Basar telling us? That's telling us that after it's stoned, it's Asr Ba'ana. And why would I say that? Because Rabbo, like Rabbo says, Don't Rabbo, I'm Rabbo Lazar, Rabbo said in Rabbo Lazar, Anytime the Pasuk uses one of these Lashonais, that tells us the one's not allowed to eat it, and he's also not allowed to benefit from it. Unless the Pasuk specifies for you, like it did by a classic case of Nevela, that's allowed to be given to a ger, it's allowed to be sold to a guy. And so maybe that's what the Pasuk of Loyachas Basari is telling us. After it's stoned, the Pasuk says, which means don't eat it and don't benefit from it, because it's not like a classic case of Nevela. So my answer is, Ami, they said, that's only if we're learning both Israel and Israel from the same pasuk of Lo Yoichal. But over here, the Israel Yisakel Nafka, from the fact that we learned Israel from a different part of the pasuk, Sakel Yisakel, so Isak Tatek Hai Lo Yoichal Besari Israel Nahu, if you're going to tell me the part of the pasuk of Lo Yoichal Besari is telling us that he's not allowed to benefit from it, so Nechon Rechmona Lo Yanet, the pasuk should tell us very clearly, don't benefit. Why would the pasuk say Lo Yoichal Besari, don't eat it, if it's really telling us, don't benefit from it? Or Inami alternatively, could say, just simply say, don't eat it. Why add in the words Esbisari? So Masvi is telling us, even though he made it like regular Basar, he shechted it, Usher, it's still usher to eat. Now, Mask Lomar Zuchman Zucha asks, Ema, why don't I say, Hanimuli, this applies where he checked a stone, which means he made it sharp and smooth, and he shechted with it. That's doing like skila, because skila is throwing stones at it. And here, he, so to speak, stoned the shar by shechting it with a stone. So you might say that's a scenario the Pasuk's talking about where it's usher to eat. But in a case where he shechted it with a knife, maybe it's not usher for him to eat. So my answer is, Ami, they said, Atu Sakin Ksiva by Raisa. 
Musa? Does the Pasuk say you have to shech an animal with a knife? But it doesn't say that. But now we have Mishnah that says, Hashech of Magalyad, Bitsur, Bakana. If a person shechs with a hand sickle, with a rock, or with a reed, as long as it's sharp and smooth, Shechitas Akshayra, his Shechitas Kasher. So that's not a proper way of understanding the Pasuk. Now the Gemara tells us, Hashanaf Golay, Isra Achil, Isra No, Miloya Chos Basaroi. Now that we see we're learning the Isra Achilo and the Isra No from the Pasuk of Loya Chos Basaroi, Balasharnaki Lomali. So what do we need the Pasuk of Balasharnaki for? The answer is, Lanas Arei, it's telling us we're not allowed to benefit from its hide. It's talking that the Chamina would have thought, Basari, who the Asarbana. It's only its flesh that's Asarbana. Aval Ari Nishtirana, but maybe its hide is permitted to benefit from. Kamashman, the Chedesh is, Balasharnaki, and that tells us he's not allowed to even benefit from the hide. As the Gemara, Lahanach Tanai, the Mafkile, Lahai, Balasharnaki, Lajasha Chrina, according to the time that uses Pasuk of Balasharnaki for totally different Jasha, Kidabin Alamein or Kamal, like we're going to say later on, Hanas Ari Minalahu, how do they know that the owner's not allowed to benefit from the hide? So Nafglu, they learn out from the following, May Esbesari, from the words Esbesari, and the word S over here is extra. And what does it tell us? S, Hatafel Besari. S means that which is Tafel, that which is with or attached to its flesh. Mainihu, what is that? Oyre, its skin, its hide. Now, the Tana, the previous Tana that learns this from Balasharnaki, S, Ladar, she doesn't dash in the S. Ketanyu, we have Shemunam Sunni, Amilan, Chemriam Sunni, some say Shemunam Sunni, some say Nechemriam Sunni, Ayyadarsh, call S and Shabbatira. He used to dash in every single time it says the word S in the Tyra. Kim Shagil, S and Shamakachatira, Piresh. When he got to the word S and Shamakachatira, he was Pyrish, which means he retracted from all his Joshes, because he couldn't imagine that we'd have to fear somebody like Hashem. So how can you darshan the S that you have to fear somebody like Hashem? And that must be that all of his previous drushes of S are not valid. So Amalai Tamidim, Tamidim told him, Rebbe, call and Shedrash, Mate Aleyin. What about all the other S that you darshan? So Amalai told him, Kshem Shigabalti Schar Al-Drisha, Kachibalti Schar Prisha. The same way that I got Schar for darshaning them, I'm also going to get Schar for being Pyrish from those drushes. Now this went, Achibar Rebbe Kiva, until Rebbe Kiva came along, Valimid and taught, how do we darshan this Pasuk? Es Hashem Lekechatira, you should fear Hashem, L'Rabbe Tamid that's including Tamid meaning you have to fear Tamid Chacham just like Hashem. And the Gemara continues to Rabban, we have a Braisa, Ubalasharnaki. What do we learn out of this Pasuk of Balasharnaki? Rebelezer, I'm Rebelezer, says, Naki Mechati Kaifer, the owner of the Shar is Potter from Chati Kaifer, if this Shar Tam kills. Amal Rebekiva, Rebekiva told him, Valaihu Atma in Mishtam El Migufai, a Shar Tam only pays Migufai. So of course it's Potter from Kaifer. He should be able to tell him, Take it to Bazin and they'll pay you. In other words, since the payment of when a Shar Tam damages comes from the Guf of the Shar, and this Shar gets killed because it killed a person, so as we just said previously, there's no value in the body of the shar. Bazin's going to be killing the shar, and it's Asr Ba'ana. So of course the owner's potter from Chetzi Kaifer. He doesn't have any value from which to pay. The owner could simply tell the Yashma, the people who were killed, you want to get paid from my shar? Fine, go to Bezdin and ask them for payment. They're the ones that are taking my shar to kill it. So what you're telling me, Rebbe Yezer, is not a Chedesh. So I'm like, Rebbe told him, Am I really like that in your eyes? You think that I don't understand what I'm darshaning? You think I'm talking about a scenario where the shar is Chayv Misa? I'm only talking about a case where the shark killed al echad, or the owner admitted that it killed, and both these scenarios were not going to kill the shark. So I'm telling you, the Pasuk is saying, Naki, then in these scenarios, the owner's pots from Chetzi Kaifer. However, we ask about P. Bailam for saying that the owner admitted that the shark killed. Maidab Kanasu, this is a case that the owner is admitting to being Chayvik Kanas, and we know that Maidab Kanas is Potter. So my answer is no, because Kofar Kapara, Rebbe holds that Kaifer is a Kapara and not a Kanas, and therefore if the owner admits to being Chayv Kaifer, he would have to pay, if not for this Pasuk. Now, Tanya Itach, we have another Braisa in which Rebbe responded differently. Is this how I am in your eyes? I'm referring to a shard that's Misa. I'm only talking about an animal that intended to kill an animal, but instead it killed a person. And intended to kill a non-Jew and it killed a Yid. And intended to kill a baby that wasn't going to live. And it ended up killing a viable baby that would have continued living. And so those scenarios that it's not Chayv Misa, and I'm telling you that the owner's not Chayv Kaifer in that case. Something worse. Which response did Rebbe tell him first? We have two different prices. And in both prices, Rebbe Yezer responded to Rebbe Kiva, explaining what he was referring to. 
It's just that which response came first? That he told him the second price of first, that the Shar intended to kill this, but killed that one. He responded to the case of Hamas al Echad, which was the first Brisa. Now he explains two opinions. Why is that? Because Mashal Yam is similar to a trapper or to a fisherman that's taking fish out of the sea. When he finds big fish, he takes those. Zutri Shakil. And afterwards, when he finds small fish, he takes those as well. And that's like these two Brises. The second Brise is a much stronger answer. So that's the one Ribli Ezra answered with first. And afterwards, when he found the answer that he gave in the first Brisa, he told that to Ruby Kiva as well, even though it's not as strong as the other one. He told him the case of Hamas, which is the first Brisa, and why would he give that answer first? It's like a trapper, a fisherman that's taking fish out of the sea. When he finds small fish, he takes those. When he finds bigger ones, he throws the small ones back in, and he takes the big ones. So Eliezer said this first Brisa first, and that was his original answer to Rabbi Kiva, but that's considered a small answer. As we see, there was a response to it, or of course, if there was only one aid that the animal killed, we're not going to kill the animal. And then when we found a much stronger answer, which was the second Brisa, he threw the first one out, meaning he fell off of that one and gave the second stronger answer. We're going to stop here for the day of Pickle tomorrow with another Brisa explaining this Pasuk, Balashar Naki. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.